0: to the virus
1: coronavirus
3: has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500
1: we have to prepare for the worst always because if you don't and the worst
2: happens war room pandemic here's your host stephen k bannon it's thursday 29 september the year of our lord 2022 we've got a lot to get to today uh there's a live event that's taking place on capitol hill Right now, i by the mics uh, where uh, the Republican leadership in the House are holding a fire Pelosi event. Kevin McCarthy, the whip, Steve Scalise, uh, the conference, Stefanic. Stefanik. Uh, we're going to go to that and cut into that live if we can pull that off here momentarily. But I want to start with Alex DeGrasse, we're also trying to uh, track down um, Mark Mitchell, who is the uh, pollster, head pollster for um, uh Rasmussen. Uh, Alex, uh, quickly, because we're gonna get into some of the, your charts and this Yahoo story from John Ward about the Democrats, the, the smart money, the inside baseball is expecting a big surge of MAGA led by the War Room a posse. Uh, what is this event today and, and why are we is this different than what happened in um what happened in, in Pittsburgh the other day with the commitment to America when they rolled out these kind of, I think, nine or ten general principles of directionally where they're gonna go. Uh, Once they win the houses, is this fire Pelosi event something different?
4: Yeah, so this is um, a little bit different, but we're going to the Republicans will be with everyone. So we we should have about 100 members of Congress in unity standing on the steps and we're going to be making the case of American people as the Democrats put up their last bill. Uh, you know they're getting ready to fund the government. They've got it's a massive boondoggle, billions to illegal immigrants, all types of money grab, you know, grab bag situation. We're going to be contrasting with the Democrats and showing the united front as we prepare to leave D.C. essentially tomorrow and focus in on the October campaign. Um, you know we've got a plan. The Democrats have no plan and they have a record of massive failure. And so. Just like we spoke about, Steve, I think if you look at what our ads are, our ads are on substance, the issues, talking about Democrats' votes and their policies that have caused a destructive crisis in our country. And our agenda is going to cut costs, cut spending, drive down inflation, support police, build the wall, and all that good stuff that we support.
2: Alex deGrasse is the head of uh, Team Elise, works very close to the NRCC, and is kind of the go-to guy for the analytics and, and a lot of the strategy. Uh, Alex, I just want to make sure people have the critical path here, uh, the CR, which we've been talking about, to temp because the Democrats in charge of the House didn't get the appropriations bill done. So we've gone through the same fiasco we always go through. Tam- tomorrow night at midnight on the 30th, uh, the fiscal year runs out for the government. So we don't have the appropriations bill. None of the committees put forward anything. So we're going to go back to the same old, same old, which is a CR with uh, trillions of dollars uh, committed if you did it for the whole year of basically you have to print more money and you have to blow through the debt ceiling um but this cr the disturbing thing is there i think there was unanimity if i'm cor- correct or maybe just kinsley yeah. i think it was unanimity there were, to vote yeah. against the cr so, so for, yeah. from the house now yeah, now the senate has agreed to one of the key things was that the the point of this was to give when the Republicans take the gavel and leadership is actually in there, the point that we were trying to drive home was that we wanted this to be a, a CR that kicked into early January so that the Republicans actually had the ability to to to, to, to do the appropriations. This is only going to go into yeah. mid-December, I think, and the Senate essentially rolled over in that, which really gives Shelby and these guys in in the Senate working with Democrats in the House – to craft really next year's fiscal, the fiscal year budget? Is is this the appropriations where the money actually goes? Is, is, do I read that correctly?
4: Yeah, I believe it's till mid December though. Uh, and I apologize, I'm not exactly sure. I've just seen it's come across my desk. We've got, you know, money to illegals, zero funding for the border as it stands right now. Yeah. And obviously yeah. it's a total disaster.
2: Yeah. Okay. We'll be contrasting, you
4: know, our position with them. Yeah. But I believe mid-December. right.
2: And so when people, when you say people leave, this is Pelosi. Tomorrow is really the last day that the House is around. You guys depart, and you're really out on the hustings for the entire month of October because the Democrats are in panic mode to defend these seats. There, if they weren't, they would hold everybody here and pass more stuff. They're actually going so from tomorrow all the way to the election day. Essentially, the House is out campaigning. Is that correct?
4: That's right. Although we are expecting that there's possibly, I believe the Senate is coming back, possibly to try to jam through judges in a last desperate attempt while they hold the Senate. So that's something for the posse to kind of watch out for. But as of right now, yes, tomorrow would be the last day the House is in session, unless they're going to call us back and do something crazy.
2: OK, I'm just hang on for a second. We're trying to go live. We're going to come back to you. You've got a bunch of analysis to go through in these House races. I want to bring in Mark Mitchell from Rasmussen, Mark. Thank you for joining us. I had a chance to watch that YouTube of you the other day; It was very impressive. But tell the, can you tell the audience about Rasmussen, how you guys go about things? I mean, you're 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 kind of revered as being one of the the few polling operations that really understand MAGA, really understand the Trump movement, and can really do polling that's pretty accurate. So can you walk us through just the structure of Rasmussen and what you guys from what, what separates you from other? you know, maybe even bigger brand names that that don't often get it right, sir?
1: Yeah, I think independence and transparency are really important for us. We're not taking money from the big political parties. We don't have big secret backers. And so that means that we have to, you know, hang our track record on accuracy. And we've been accurate for the last 20 years. We're always in the top couple of pollsters for every one of the horse races. And we do it with, You know, being really methodical and transparent. We have a methodology that's been tested, we don't mess around with it, we don't fidget with our weightings and we tell you what our weightings are. If you look at some of these mainstream polls that the the mainstream media uses to push these headlines, they're not transparent, they don't tell you what the methodology is, they don't tell you what the weights are, they could be messing around with it, they don't tell you how they answer their questions, uh, ask their questions. Every one of the stories we write, you can see how the question was was asked, how big the sample was, how accurate it was, what the demographic breakdown is. And we've always done that and always will. And so that makes us a great place for people to come to know what America really thinks.
2: One of the things that got me was this poll, I guess you did on Democrats or had Democrats respond about COVID. But, but let me ask you, we have Alex on here talking about the House races. And one of the reasons is you're seeing some of the smart, some of the smartest people like the John Ward start talking about the Democrats took their best shot in July and August. It didn't really lay a glove. And now you're seeing a surge, not just with the the money that the NRCC and, and others held back and withstood the fire, but now are unloading in these battleground districts, uh, but also just a surge post Labor Day of the interest of the of Trump movement, MAGA, all of it, volunteering, people going door to door. So you've seen a surge, but you're still seeing headlines every day. It was just one in the Hill last night the democrats are up in a generic ballot on a nationwide poll where where right now is from rasmussen's perspective just where do you guys see this thing turning out you know directionally mixed signals
1: so i will say that starting last year when we began polling on the generic ballot we saw the biggest republican lead we'd ever seen in our polling history 13 points And as of last week, I think we had Republicans up plus two, but it's essentially a dead heat now. And so, uh, you know, the top line there is the Republican Party blew a historic lead in the generic ballot. Will the pendulum swing back? Maybe we haven't seen it yet. That's not also the only thing you would look at. We polled last week on voter enthusiasm and Republicans had an eight point edge over Democrats in, in enthusiasm to go vote in the midterms. So that's a totally different signal. Um, And also, I'd say that Biden had really low approval ratings, lowest they've ever been in July. And then they swung back and forth like a pendulum. And in August, settled up to the highest he's been for a while, 45 percent. That's starting to erode now. But there's no doubt that there was wagon circling that happened in August. Um, You know, a lot of the Democrats came back to the party. Uh, He picked up eight or nine points more support of independents. And he's starting to lose those again. But his approval rate's still pretty high for him. So uh, hard to say exactly what's going on and a lot can change. Um, you know, also polling's often a little spotty in the summer. So now that we're getting into election season, I, you know, I think you should take um, pay more attention to the polls. But it's for us, it's a, it's a dead heat in the generic ballot. And, you know, Republicans have to do something if, if they want to keep up the momentum.
2: If um on the issue set what what is the issue set that you're looking at that the American people I mean what is top of mind Republican Democrat and then independence we're, 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 where do you see people really focusing as we're now within six weeks of election day yep. and I think uh, I think we're a couple of days away from early voting.
1: It really it's kitchen table i mean we've been tracking this really closely all year it's something that we take great pride in and one of the interesting trends we've noticed is that when you ask all these issue questions and stack them up there's a real divide between what voters care about and what you would hear on a given night on the mainstream media news so you know for most of the spring and summer there was all these topics in the news topics like covid the war in ukraine Uh, the Capitol riot investigation, you know, voters didn't care about any of that stuff. It was always inflation, gas prices. Um, But now what's interesting, the very number one top of the list is violent crime. And it's always been up there, but it is now, you know, top of mind for all voters. Um, But the rest of the the top five are just kitchen table, energy policy, high gas prices, inflation, the economy. Um, What gets interesting is below that where you'd think maybe big things like national security, uh, but no, the very next one is legal immigration and then below that in election integrity. So I think you'll appreciate that one um, by party. But Republicans and independents look pretty similar, though. I will say Republicans are just 10 percent more concerned about things than everybody else. Um, for Republicans, in, in inflation, gas prices, violent crime and illegal immigration. For independents, it's gas, inflation, energy policy and violent crime. Um, you know. Democrats are a little bit different than everybody else, but they do care about these issues. Uh, energy policy is <laughs> number one for them, but then it's abortion with, rights.
2: With, with, those, with, those, with those with those issues set and given the spreads that the Dem- Republicans have even with independents, how, how do you work through in your mind they close the generic ballot? Because you would think that the generic ballot may not be 13, but it would be, I don't know, four or five at least. Given the fact that this issue set seems to play to Republicans, what's your theory about why the generic ballot closed so much? The advertising hes- that yeah. was done in July and August.
1: Yeah, I, I hesitate to get you know too deep into the analytics and I you know stay back and look at the numbers, um, but look at the question: If if the midterm elections were held today, would you vote for the Republican candidate or for the Democrat candidate for Congress? And I you know once so- when somebody loses a lead like that, it's what it's a referendum on the party, right? So, um, that people are very concerned about all these topics. They look around, they see a a lot of problems with the economy. They're worried about being able to make the rent payment or whatever. Um, but they're less likely to vote for Republicans. I think that's a a very clear signal than they were a year ago, much less likely than they were a year ago. So,
2: um, we're going to have Alice to grass on here a minute, but I got just quickly, we only got a, a minute or so left, but the, the, um, the, the the YouTube I saw on you, I think it was polling or talking to Democrats about COVID and about COVID response. It seemed like it had some pretty harsh, some pretty harsh, um, some pretty harsh things to say. What what was your polling on that? And what should that yeah. be a warning to the American people?
1: I mean, this one was our biggest poll of the year. It got picked up everywhere. We just started our YouTube channel. Your viewers should check it out. It's a place where you could see an honest deep dive into polls and topics that other people won't poll on. Um, Next Monday, we're dropping a video about LGBT issues in schools, and I haven't seen any of those questions asked. But this one, uh, you know, most of the COVID polls were pretty muddled. Republicans, Republicans. didn't pull that much different than Democrats. And, you know, it was typical questions like, you know, masks, do you support, you know, um, Fauci favorability, that kind of thing. And then we just did this one with the Heartland Institute where we asked these escalatingly fascist anti-COVID measures and the results were very stark. Democrats, you know, three to four times more than Republicans or independents favored doing things like putting unvaccinated in COVID camps and imprisoning people who question vaccine efficacy that one for instance um only 14 percent of republicans and 18 percent of democrats but near a majority of uh, of democrats yeah. So, yeah
2: it's shocking we're gonna to link to all of it in your youtube channel real quickly what's your social media how do people get to you mark mitchell
1: uh yeah twitter is really great uh rasmussen underscore poll at twitter but we're on gab Getter, um and uh true social and we're on Facebook as well. And, you know, come check us out on YouTube. We can really use the subscribes. We just started it last month, and it's, uh, it's been we're
2: fun. Gonna, we're we're going to push the YouTube channel. Mark Mitchell, thanks for joining us from Rasmussen. Alex DeGrasse, and we're going to Capitol Hill next in the War Room. We will
1: fight they're all gone. We rejoice when no more. Let's take down
2: the CC. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't, at the time, fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold.
0: clear the American people are looking for a new direction, and House Republicans have a plan. Our commitment to America fights back against the Democrats radical agenda. It will rein in reckless spending to combat inflation. It will end Joe Biden's open border policies and secure our southern border. We will roll back Democrats soft on crime policies supporting our law enforcement. We will unleash American energy dominance and defend our constitutional freedoms. Americans cannot afford to live under Democrats' failed rule anymore and help is on the way. In just 40 days, House Republicans will fire lame duck speaker Nancy Pelosi once and for all, hold Joe Biden accountable for his failed leadership and save America. In a new Republican majority, we will create an economy that's strong, a nation that is safe, a future that's built upon freedom, and a government that's accountable. This is our commitment to America. And I'm honored to introduce our colleague, Congresswoman Ashley Hinson from Iowa.
2: Okay. Uh, that is Elise Stefanik, and that is now, uh, th- it's the last well, morning, day that the everyone. House is going to be there. We all know last okay, year President Biden you.
0: and Speaker
2: Pelosi I can get that, spent
0: uh, and spent and spent. Thank
2: you, Denver. Thank you. Um... That was Elise Stefanik. Uh, She's the conference chair. You just had McCarthy. You had uh, the whip, uh, Steve Scalise. This is the last day the House is going to be there, 40 days to the election. So they're throwing down hard on uh, walking through uh, the fire Pelosi program. Let's bring in Alex deGrasse. Alex, first off, the Rasmussen guys are as good as you get, right? And Mark and those guys do a terrific job. And and we have seen obviously some softening in these overall generic polls when you talk about the generic and particularly nationwide. When and I want to make sure people understand, it, when you're including Los Angeles and New York City in these massive metropolitan areas, you guys have taken it down one notch. But I want to put in context, put in context with what, what, uh, given the um, um, how much you guys think of Rasmussen, just put it in perspective of the difference between when we when we talk to Mark and then when you talk to what you guys do are really the not just strategy, but you're also tacticians of how you actually win seats.
4: Absolutely. So the, the national polls, like you said, Steve, it's sort of um, you know, all across the country and it's it is very important because you can kind of see the macro trend and kind of see like he said, we're up by thirteen out by two, obviously something happened, Steve, right? And so that is where it's very useful. But I do want to say, and they are the best pollsters. I will say that. You know, we were actually down on the generic ballot, both in our own internal polls as well as public polls last cycle, and then we flipped 15 seats. And so we feel very good.
2: Hold it. I want to make sure people understand. Hang on. I want to make sure people understand that. In 2020, where miraculously you won 15, net 15 seats, or 115 seats, you, uh, which w- people were expecting Nancy Pelosi to pick up a, a couple. Your last polling, even the internal, showed you guys down six on the generic, okay?
4: Yeah, yep, that's right. And that's the MAGA cert. And uh, that's what they're panicking about now, because now we're in a stronger position. And I think if, we, if you've got the chart on that Yahoo News headline, I think I sent it over, but if not, you know, one thing we haven't talked yeah, about... if we if pick, pick up... Look
2: at the, yeah, we got the... John. Let's, let's do that. We got it up for you, Alex.
4: Yeah. So if you look at... Um, definitely a good read. Give it a read, guys. And um, it goes into something we haven't talked about. And I know it's been talked about in the show, but you see the Republican primary turnout. These numbers are monsters. For example, uh, in Pennsylvania, 1.3 million Republicans cast their ballots. That's an 85% increase... Nearly double the 730,000 that voted in the statewide primary in 2018. In Georgia, it's nearly double. In Nevada, it's up 60%, 50% in Arizona. You know, this stuff is out of control. And it's the same playbook you saw in Virginia, where we surged about 500,000 additional Republican primary voters and then won by about 63,000. And so in the general election, and that surge of our people coming out in the primary is sort of you know balloons into the general election and we're kind of riding the wave right now everything's converging governor races senate races down ballot those state houses that are so important everyone's coordinating at the highest levels of the party and we are opening up on all fronts and numbers are moving but things are really tight though steve so i do want to say that we feel great there's like 50 60 very tight races whether we're either up by a little bit down by a little bit tied and those are in deep biden plus 10 plus five areas but if we think the Democrats are going to roll over, you know there is a level of desperation we've probably never seen before since 2020,
2: I guess. Since the last time, the voter yeah. intensity even even at even at Rasmussen, the voter intensity now yeah. is plus eight Republican. Is that translate to what the surge is? Or what, is that the number that you see that goes back yeah. to the primaries? It goes back to the massive turnout. Is that what it goes? And he said, "Hey." Electoral integ- election integrity, all that, where, you know, saving democracy is not really getting any traction. Their J6 stuff's not getting any traction, but our election integrity. And I think you've said before that the most intense voters are the ones that still feel that 2020 uh, was stolen from 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 the president. Yeah. Is that the number one of the numbers we should look at is voter intensity?
4: Yeah, absolutely. It's actually one of the most key factors in a midterm because you have a little bit less of a reason to go out to vote in a midterm as opposed to a presidential election, which has higher turnout. So, one way that we can sort of change the course of history and the posse can play a big role is when you do these big polls, right? mess and everyone, you, like we talked about, you get, you know, you break out the electorate and you try to predict what the electorate is going to look like. And so, You've got some of these polls that the media runs where it's like 8% more Democrats than Republicans and this, that, or the other. But if Republicans control our own destiny and turn out at a much higher level, none of these polls are going to matter, Steve. Instead of being possibly a 35% Republican electorate, we could be at a 40% electorate, then ballooning our margins by an additional 5%, if that makes sense. Yeah, no. That's so we control our to... destiny, yeah.
2: This is my yeah. point. All of the work's been done. The strategy's been done. Uh, the people made, I think, smart decisions that take the incoming over July and August when it was just these personal attack ads and the ads on abortion. It did, as you said, there was no knockout punch. Save the money till Labor Day, get everybody focused post Labor Day, and then drive to, to you know, drive and surge and converge everywhere. we're going to spend time with you going through these individual districts, but I just want to go and make sure the posse understands us about turning out and, and volunteering to become an election official, a poll worker, election judge, canvassing. All of it. Also, the precinct strategy. Everything now is about getting involved and getting becoming a force multiplier and getting the vote out, owning your vote, and also people around you. Make sure they own your their vote and actually build up, you know, b- build this thing up from your own personal grassroots level. In these seventy-four districts that you're talking about, if we change the electorate from a thirty-five percent Republican, what they think electorate now to a forty percent on that margin. What difference is that in just number of House seat pickups roughly in your mind?
4: 15 to 20 additional on top of everything else.
2: That's why it's so, so important
4: that people – go ahead.
2: Yes. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. This is I want to get the – I'm just saying it's point, so sorry.
4: important. The most important thing that we've been saying is get a piece of paper, get 10 friends and family, write them down. Trusted Republicans that you know that are our voters in the bag. Check in with them now. Make sure they have a plan. Make sure they know they got to vote, what the deal is, check in with them, check in with them on election. They get them to put down ten people on a list. Call them, bring them to the polls. If everyone on this call was writing down ten family and friends, checking with them, ensuring they vote, we could really change the course of history.
2: This is the thing. We understand money is very tight, and we're gonna have Cortez and Brett in the second hour get Lou Dobbs up next. We're gonna go through all of that. So we understand money's tight and it's about to get tighter, okay? Until The way you stop that is to take control of the House of Representatives. Let me be just brutally frank, right, about this appropriation. This thing on the CR that the Democrats did is outrageous, okay, and some collaborationist Republicans in the Senate, but we'll leave that for another day. The key is you must take – if you want to stop it, you have to stop it, and the way to stop it is we overwhelm with the polls. Right now, what Alex just said is basic and fundamental. Besides volunteering, get a list and just get 10 okay, of people that you're going to assist them in owning their own vote. They're going to add 10. They're going to add 10. If you have a marginal surge here of 5% of turnout at the polls, we could pick up not just take control of the House. You pick up another 10, 15, 20, 25 seats. Alex DeGrasse, I just want to go back through that again, why this is all within the hands of this audience, right? This is – everything's been lined up. It's now just about delivering. Alex DeGrasse. Yeah,
4: absolutely, Steve. I mean the the reality is – just very tight races. We're going to be we're raising record money. We've got money coming online. You know, some of the more wealthy Republicans um, are jumping into the game that have been sitting on the sidelines. There's going to be a lot of news about that in the coming weeks. So that's great. But the most important thing is, you know, giving to the candidate, giving to those candidates directly to the candidates, because as I explained, the candidates could can buy it, they get they buy ads at the cheapest rate by law, right? So a TV station has to give them the cheapest rate. And we're able to match them at a coordinated or hybrid buy at the party. And so if you can, donate, if not, volunteer, absolutely.
2: If, If you hit, by the way, everybody should volunteer. If you hit people with a five or 50, that's your own decision, understanding what your solution is. But remember too, your volunteering and showing up and becoming active in this army is it also makes big donors say, hey, I see something here. I'm not putting good money after bad money. I see the possibility of this energized base turning out. It's a huge, trust me, it's something that people watch closely. And as we continue to surge, as Alex said, the Democrats are gonna start getting despondent and turn. there's an inflection point here. Three weeks out, trust me, three weeks out where they're gonna turn on each other, start pointing fingers at Pelosi, start pointing fingers at everybody. And that's when you get them. That's when you can pick up that 40 or 50 seats. Alex, uh, we thank you for coming on. How do people get to you, Team Elise, to get all the information if they need to talk to NRCC? We want to make sure everybody in this audience has full access to you guys.
4: Absolutely, Steve. So I'm on Twitter, degrass 81 Getter at Degrass Truth, I think at Degrass, We're on Facebook. You can go to nrcc.org. And this is just the house race. We did have some people comment to me on Getter. They said, where's Blake Masters? NRCC is on the house, Senate, NRSC. Yeah. But if you're focusing on the house, We've got all the races there for you to go down, volunteer, get organized, or give us a call on the website.
2: We're, we're going to get more into the into the Senate and to the governor's races. We want to make sure we lock in. You must lock in the House. We have to take the House. There's, right. no, there's no alternative. Alex, thanks once again. Great presentation. Thank, thank, thank you, you so much for taking your time. And great speech by Elise. Okay. Thank you. The great Lou Dobbs joins us next. Also, we're going to go to the border. Jeff Rainforth is now tracking the cartel's takeover of our southern border short commercial break. We're going to be back with Lou Dobbs for his commentary and analysis on all of this in the War Room.
4: War Room
5: Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon.
0: The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide.
2: War Room Pandemic. Here's your host Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Uh, make sure you go to MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM, the pillow that you no longer can get in Walmart. $19.80 you can get by going to MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM. Why can't you get it? Because Walmart doesn't agree with where you stand on life and your politics and what you think about this society and culture. They gave the hook to Mike Lindell, who's one of the most profitable product lines they had. That's how much they don't like what you believe in because they took mike lindell out for that the way you push back is go and support the people that have these uh, promo codes so go to mypillow.com promo code war and we have all the sales let's call our square but you get the special 1988 of the pillow and there's a lot more there all the different products and offerings from my the great uh, manufacturing company up in minnesota and of course Uh, Mike Lindell, the one and only armor-piercing show, is going to join us a little bit later for an update of where he stands in all his uh, lawsuits, countersuits, and where they're coming after him on criminal activity, which they say is in Colorado about election integrity. Uh, I want to go to the great Lou Dobbs. Lou, since 1862, I don't think a midterm election – people don't understand the importance of the midterm election in 1862, uh, which really definitely changed the direction and course of the Civil War. Um, how important is this? You've been you've been at this a long time. You've been through a couple of three of these. Where would you put this in the spectrum of uh, importance to uh, to this republic, sir? I, I would
5: say, very simply, it's beyond hyperbole. Uh, there is no way to exaggerate the importance of this, Steve, as you well know. Uh, we're either going to have a republic that survives this election, or we're not going to have a republic and every subsequent election will be meaningless. It's that straightforward, that simple, uh, and that urgent and, uh, and critical. I truly believe that. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, we were talking earlier about you know, firing Pelosi. I've heard uh, that mantra, I think, in every midterm election, whichever party is out of power, wanting to fire the speaker. Uh, most of those, by the way, they were exactly right about firing whoever the speaker was. But this speaker, if we if we don't fire, I assure you that the Marxist Democrats will, because she simply isn't left wing enough. She isn't sufficiently Marxist to lead uh, this uh, host of, uh, of Marxists that now are the Democrat Party. It, it's it, there is no exaggeration here. What you think is a left wing uh, uh, government, a Marxist government, right now is moderate by comparison to what will be unfolding over the course of the next year, just the next year, uh, if the Republicans are denied the majority in the House of Representatives.
2: Lou, you're, you're, you really rose to fame because you had a unique show on CNN for a while and then Fox Business that combined understanding of markets, political economy, government's interaction with that with politics it was unique nobody nobody really did that put it in perspective the markets are in meltdown today and we got dave brett from liberty university dean brett Mm. and we've got steve cortez coming on at the top of the hour we're going to go through some additional capital markets numbers as we said yesterday the bailout and it was a bailout of the bank of england uh of this really disastrous proposal from the tory government was driven, as we know now from the background coming out in the Wall Street Journal, the Financial Times, Bloomberg, all of it. The pension funds were literally some pension funds bond portfolios were off 50 percent. And you were going to have a collapse of the British pension system when somebody said, hey, we got to do a unique bailout. Well, that was like a one day event. That event didn't happen. You had all this kind of happy talk thinking, well, oh, maybe the Fed's going to do another Greenspan put. That's all gone. Markets are in, in, in a dive today. As you look forward with this Biden radical, and, 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 you know, they just announced all three of them. They're going to replace Yellen. They're going to replace Deese is going to go back to BlackRock, the, the head of NEC, <laughs> the Economic Council, the, the chief economist, Rouse. Dr. Rouse is going to leave and go back to her thing in, in the spring. They're getting rid of the top three uh, economic and financial, uh, you know, players. You combine Biden with Nancy Pelosi. But just forecast out if we don't remove these people, what, what do you what is Lou Dobbs forecast as far as the American economy and the global economy, sir? You've just
5: identified a triad of, uh, uh, of incompetence, misplaced uh, alignment in, in jobs. Brian Deese, a chief economics advisor and a, a lawyer who doesn't even understand, the basic price theory. uh, He has no concept in the world of what he's talking about other than what is put on his desk uh, by some staffer who may may have a PhD in economics. I, I couldn't attest to that. But this is just absurd what we're watching. These are all activists, they're all ideologues. They are Marxist Dems driving an agenda which is fundamentally to destroy capitalism, to destroy the family, to destroy God, you name it. If it's American, they are against it. And every policy, Steve, every policy that they uh, articulate, uh, every policy that they pursue is against the interest of the nation. Whether it's an open border, whether it is rampant illegal immigration, when we know full well, they brought in four to five million illegal immigrants in the first two years, almost two years of this administration, and, and distribute them at night in planes and buses and whatever they could to communities that don't even know they've arrived. Uh, and they are being supported by a network of uh, NGOs and nonprofits in this country soaking up federal funds to support those who are violating federal laws. I mean, you can this is beyond imaginings of uh, pre Biden. Free Obama. This is a government working against law and order at its most fundamental, the sovereignty of the nation. And we are headed in a uh, in my in my view of what can only be a tragic uh, outcome uh, if we don't take control of this government.
2: You know, we're going to go, right after your segment, we're going to go to the border with Jeff Rainforth. We've had an investigative reporter down there that started in, 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 in California, is going to cross the border. He's now in El Paso, Texas, right across from Juarez. Okay. To talk about cartel, the cartel control. Lou, there's been a lot of controversy over the last couple of days. We had Gates on here the, the other day talking about it. Do you believe, in your perspective, do you think that there are after investigation and doing everything not like Trump, not like the impeached President Trump in, in kind of these kangaroo courts, but actually after investigations and to go through that there are at least two articles of impeachment on Biden. One is the invasion on the southern border and turning the southern border over to the cartels and for the for the for the fentanyl and opioids that could push through here and also the human trafficking. And in addition, the laptop from hell, all, all the you know, all the confirmed uh, financial uh, compromise that the Biden family's had with the Chinese Communist Party. W- would you support uh, individual committees after we win, starting to actually do the type of investigative work you need and hearings you need to have to actually then move if if it if it pans out and there's actual facts there to back it up, which we strongly believe there is, to go forward with an impeachment of Joe Biden, sir? I,
5: I probably my first instinct is probably not because. I believe Joe Biden to be mentally uh, incapacitated, impaired. Uh, He is not fit to be president of the United States. And I don't think that uh, under our system of law, it would be appropriate to prosecute a person who is mentally uh, incapacitated. Uh, It's to, to our law. I know that deserves some, That I would say that.
2: Oh, hold it, hold it. That may be the greatest response I've ever heard. Let me hear that again. You don't think he's at a level of, of competence mentally right now to, no, to I don't. actually be what would, would you would then okay, on the flip side of that, do you think that there's a article was it article 25 or whatever that 25th amendment that the Democrats are under legal obligation and fiduciary responsibility? to remove him as president and make Kamala Harris the president?
5: I I have never been one to appreciate the the mental gymnastics of Hobson's choices. Uh, I don't see a significant benefit but replacing Biden with someone who is also incapacitated, not mentally, I presume. It seems to be more by choice that she doesn't read, she doesn't comprehend, uh, and she doesn't articulate. That's unfortunate, and I don't think that we would be doing the Republic any favors. I believe what the Republicans can do uh, is to to put real leadership forward uh, in the House of Representatives, strong, emphatic, and directed, committed leadership to the Republic to determine how it is that this government, this government has been financing NGOs, nonprofits, that are working against the very laws that the government uh, is in place to execute, to implement, and enforce. Uh, There are huge stories to be uh, unraveled here. Uh, What is the role of corporate America in all of this corruption? What is the role of academia in the indoctrination rather than the education uh, of our young people? How is it that two unions control, control American public education uh, K through 12. How is it that we don't have more understanding of what is unfolding here and why does our our Congress and our Senate not already be asking? Uh, they should have been answering these questions, uh, frankly, 20 years ago. How is it that corporate America can dictate uh, through its HR departments and through its advertising money it is, after all, advertising nationwide in every form is the voice of business. And they are helping in this left-wing Marxist pursuit of the minds and the hearts of our young people. While too many of us sit idly by and just watch it and bemoan it, uh, but do absolutely nothing to stop it. We have that opportunity on November 8th. Uh, And let's be clear, why do we have this great republic's existence uh, and its sustenance dependent upon three voting companies, electronic voting companies, that carry the results of 92% of the voting public. How could we possibly do that without knowing what are in those little black boxes, how they operate, and what the reality is uh, in our elections? We know that 2020, for example, was corrupt. We still don't know entirely how. And I would hope that the Republicans would make certain that we accept nothing more uh, or less uh, than a realistic understanding. Irrespective of the politics, the ideology, let's find out how this government is working and why and why and uh, what role uh, massive corruption plays in it all. Because, you know, you were mentioning my, my program when I started it years ago and on CNN. Uh, I've written a half dozen books on, on the issue of the political economy. This is all about politics, it's all about economics. Uh, and we, we have to understand this runaway inflation. We've got a double header going here. Uh, Biden has presented us runaway inflation and a certain and now present recession. And no one is on the Republican side to even say, whispering the words, uh, it's the economy, stupid. It's far more than that now, it's about the existence of this republic because of the inroads the Marxist Dems have made into our society, our institutions, and the control they've taken of our government. We now have a government that has been under the control of the Marxist Dems in this country. Uh, Forget about Nancy Pelosi. Think AOC and all of her friends. They now control this government. Uh, Now there's a cabal of very powerful, very strong, and I mean very talented people Uh, running this puppet president,
2: Uh, but Luke, Luke, you just hang on for a second? Arrived, the new social media taking on
0: big tech, protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want, the way you want. Download now.
2: Okay, we're going to get back to the great Lou Dobbs. In a moment, I want to go to Jeff Rainforth, the investigative reporter who's been taking this tour of the southern border from California and Yuma all the way now. He's down in El Paso, really, the, where New Mexico comes to the Rio Grande and meets with El Paso right across from Juarez where we built the first leg of the wall right up the side of that mountain to stop the cartels. Jeff, we got Lou Dobbs on. I want, You're doing an investigative report that basically shows – by documentation, how we're not even protecting the southern border anymore. The the border patrol guys, because Biden's telling them to do this, are really processing and that the cartels now out absolutely control our southern border, not just the northern border of Mexico. They control the southern border of the United States. Jeff Rainforth, what has your investigation shown you to date, sir?
3: So, uh, Steve, hey Steve. Uh, last night I talked to some border patrol agents out here in uh, near El Paso and Sunland Park. Um, I was in Yuma just a couple of days ago, and it just there's like five to eight hundred people coming across. The cartels got them just every night, regular, like clockwork. Over here, it's more the border patrol tells me the cartels are flooding the zone, not like with eight or five hundred people, but a smaller group of 20 to 40 to 50. Um, they're, and the big difference is in Yuma. Those were people who were giving up to the border patrol. The cartels are making tons of money on these people because five to 800 people a, a night in that one section of Yuma alone. Uh, they're making bank um, here in in this area near El Paso. The people don't want to give up. That's what border patrol stressed to me. They are are the ones who are the criminals into the narco trafficking human trafficking sex trafficking etc these are people trying to get away from border patrol not get caught so they can get into the interior um one of the little known uh, facts the dea report a couple years ago is that the cartels for their operations in the united states they use mexican nationals not u.s citizens these are mexican nationals who they get inside Just like these these ones who don't want to get caught who run their their operations inside from various large cities in the United States. Um, So that's like the big difference over here that's happening in El Paso. Lots and lots of people who are trying not to get caught um, and that's expanding the cartels control on our side of the border because they're fully in control of the other side.
2: When, when Jeff, 10%. when we were, you know, when, border, when the Border Patrol representatives came to us and said, Hey, could you think about building the first leg of the wall right beside the mountain? One of the things that the team noticed was the horrific uh, people, what they had dropped because of all the sex trafficking, right? Uh, and the drug trafficking. It was absolutely horrific. And you're saying that's still going on, that still this is the human trafficking, which a lot of that is, is sex trafficking and, and the yeah. drugs, obviously the fentanyl. That that is still the focus of the cartels in that in the El Paso, what they call the El Paso Warriors sector.
3: Yes, that is that's their uh, their their uh, primary focus still. And I think I told you yesterday, um, uh, an officer here with uh, with the police force told me a few years ago when we were building this wall, uh, the cartels control half of the businesses in El Paso. That's what I was told by, I, I don't want to give up, say who this person is or endanger them, but he's, and that was two, That was in 2019 when we were uh, putting up this wall. Um, so yeah, still the, the same.
2: Jeff, just hang on. We're going to come back to you. I want to go to Lou Dobbs. Lou, um, how could this have happened? I mean, we've given up not just our sovereignty, but we've given up our sovereignty into a criminal organization, a paramilitary criminal organization that is an active partner with the Chinese triads, with the Chinese criminal gangs who are partners with the CCP. And they've been a partner of the CCP since Mao Zedong cut a deal with them in 1949. How can any administration regime, how can anybody that purports to be the control of the government of the United States of America, not just allow this to happen, sir, but to exacerbate this?
5: As you suggest, President Biden is actually inviting these illegal immigrants in. And on one level, you could say, well, that might be a humanitarian impulse that's just uh, out of control. But the reality is, it is an invitation to uh, the Mexican drug cartels to make even more money, because even Joe Biden comprehends that the cartels control everything that crosses that border. And by the way, in both directions. And we should have, and as Jeff was just pointing out uh, about uh, the, uh, the number of businesses owned by the cartels, I don't know what the number is today, but I can assure you that the cartels are in absolute control of the northern Mexico region along that border and the southern region along the U.S. border. That southern border is controlled absolutely and without question or equivocation, by the drug cartels. And that is the result of Biden policies, the Marxist Dem party. And anyone who votes for a Democrat and no, on November 8th is supporting the cartel because that's who the Democrat party uh, is representing. And we are, we're looking at the dissolution. It isn't simply that we're not projecting and protecting our sovereignty uh, on our southern border. We're in dissolution there we are permitting the Chinese and the Mexicans to poison every American if they want. Every American. And and they bring across enough fentanyl to do that every week. Uh, And we've got to, I I don't know what more to say to the Americans either, because if they don't understand how urgent, how critical it is that we take this impaired president and the Marxist cabal that that represent his masters, We're going to be in very big trouble. We're already in very big trouble, but we're going to be in untenable uh, and an untenable position and face, I truly believe, uh, the possibility of the destruction of this republic because of this. We have seen these forces insinuated into every aspect of our society, whether it's business, whether it's education, uh, whether it's government, you name it, we are facing a force that is more powerful than anything we ever imagined.
2: Lou, how do people get to The Great America Show? How do they get to your podcast?
5: Well, The Great America Show is on Spotify. It is on, uh, obviously, Apple, iHeart. Uh, You can get me on uh, Lou Dobbs uh, uh, on Twitter,
2: Getter, uh, Truth, and uh, Facebook as well. So there it is. Thank you, sir. Fantastic. Love the show. Keep fighting, Lou. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. War room Health, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need If you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.